CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the program. Thanks for tuning in to Your Money and Your Life. We appreciate you checking out our podcast with Don Cash. Don, what's up, buddy? How are you? Mark, how you doing? Christmas time is here. I know it. I know it. Are you all set? This is uh, the 19th is when we're taping this. So, yeah, Christmas is just a couple of days away. Are you all set? I'm pretty set. You know, I've actually, I've gotten a little bit of a jump start, even though it's a short season between Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas this year. I was yeah. more intentional about getting a list done, shopping done, that sort of thing. Make sure my wife doesn't get mad at me, get what she wants, and, <laughs> uh, you know, making sure that uh, I got my Christmas list all set. Right, right. Yeah, looking good. And good. Looking forward to it. Feels a lot like Christmas here. It's getting chilly, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to get any snow, but. You know, it's always nice for Christmas, at least. I'm not a big snow fan in general now with, gotcha. you know, the hassle of driving. But I like looking out the window and seeing it That's true. when I'm not yeah. working. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, good. Well, I hope you guys have a great Christmas. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, this is going to be our final show of 2019. That sounds weird wow. to say, doesn't it? It does. Wow. I can't believe it's yeah. been uh, a quick year. Every year goes faster and faster. I know it's cliche, but it's it true. But I'm it looking really forward does. to Christmas and spending time with the family and doing what we usually do. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be fun. Yeah, nice, I agree quiet with you. Time. And so I hope we hope all our listeners have a great Christmas and uh, New Year's as well. Have a happy holiday season. So we're going to do this show and then we'll uh, we'll be back at the beginning of uh, 2020. That's even weirder to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll have a show uh, coming out early in January for that. But for now, let's jump into this one. And I got to ask you, you know, Don, we've talked about the SECURE Act before on the podcast. And Congress uh, passed that $1.4 trillion spending bill in December to avoid government shutdown. Included in that was the Secure Act, so I guess they're kind of sneak this thing in. Uh, what do you mm-hmm. think? Is there you got any info on this? Is this a Christmas gift? Is this coal in the stocking? What do we got? <laughs> I like that analogy, Mark. It's actually <laughs> a little bit of both, but you know, don't forget. Even with coal, we can convert it into something useful and use it as a resource to keep warm. So <laughs> I'll go. tell you more about that in a minute. But yeah, you know, regarding these last minute changes, these end of year changes, it seems like they're at it again. You know, now more than ever, it seems like this process of passing legislation at the very end of the year is becoming more and more common. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the norm, yeah. At least three times I can think of in the past 10 years or so. And most recently, I guess it was um, two years ago in 2017 with a tax cut that started last year in 2018. And yeah, several years before that, it was a changes to a state tax law. But this time, yes, it's the SECURE Act. That is an acronym for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. So I'm sure (laughs) no one will remember that, Uh, but they will remember the SECURE Act. It's going to be signed into law and made effective January 1st of 2020. And uh, yeah, that's the effective date. Yeah. Okay. So we reviewed the proposal several months ago, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, and you can hear it on our podcast history. So I definitely encourage you to go check that out if you want to learn more about some of the specifics of the Secure Act, because we cover a bit of that. Yeah, we did. I was back in July, I think, they, when they passed it, the uh, Congress passed the Secure Act by a wide margin back in um, 
end of May, beginning of June, I yeah, think it was. Somewhere but, there, yeah. uh, it was kind of hung up in the Senate, no action. We had a lot of things going on in the summertime with uh, the Mueller hearings and now with the impeachment inquiry, things kind of were stalled. But end of year, things start moving and uh, getting wrapped up. And, you know, this is really the most significant piece of legislation, Mark, to affect retirement plans since uh, about 2006. And some of the big changes we talked about last time, but we'll recap it now, are one, is a change in the required beginning date for your IRA to age 72 from age 70 and a half. That was always kind of weird, the age 70 and a half confusion, (laughs) but now it's age 72. Uh, Number two, a change in the rules for heirs of the IRAs. These are typically spouses and kids. And um, there's no required minimum distribution. That's a key. And we'll talk about that more in a a moment. I think it's going to be a big point of confusion. And number three, one of the most significant changes is that now someone can contribute to their IRA past the age of 72, as opposed to the old rule where they could not once they hit their required beginning date. The same rules do apply for earned income and, and income limits as well. These are just a few highlights. I think maybe we'll touch on more during a future broadcast. But some important notes to this law is if you turn 70 and a half before January 1st, 2020, you're simply grandfathered into the old rules for RMD in 2019. And also, if you're the beneficiary of an inherited IRA, you're also grandfathered into the old rules for required minimum distributions. So that's a couple of points to note. Uh, For some people, this is quirky, Mark, in the year 2020, it'll be the year of no required minimum distribution. Hmm, So if you turned 70 and a half by January 1st, but will not be 72 until the year 2021, you will not have a required distribution in the year 2020. How about that? Interesting. Yeah. So if you think that your heirs, talking about that second point, your heirs not having an RMD, a required distribution on your IRA is a good thing. It's really not, Mark. There's no required minimum distribution for the heirs of the IRA. But this is a big but. 100% of all of the account value must be depleted by the end of year 10 of the original owner's death. Think about that for a moment. And that's the the stretch IRA, right? That was was, was referred to as the stretch IRA that's being eliminated. That is correct. There will be no more stretch IRA. And I could see some potential big problems here. Mark. So there could be a very large tax liability when rates are potentially much higher in the future. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine losing a half or more of your IRA due to taxes? Uh, In this case, the IRS could be your biggest beneficiary Mm -hmm. because again, as you mentioned, there's no stretch for the IRA, but the heirs must deplete the account at the end of year 10. So I think there's going to be a lack of understanding and really potential for some significant penalties for people 
not understanding this or just simply doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Well, revenue generating is certainly something that's always on the government's mind in one form or fashion. Uh, now, you mentioned big problems or potential big problems. So do you see this being across the board for all of us? Uh, you know, not necessarily, Mark. For our clients, we do have a, a strong process for them to understand the rules and regulations for their IRA and for their heirs. We simply integrate this into our system. There'll be a greater focus on being very intentional on when to take funds out of the inherited IRA. Okay. And of course, I'm biased in making this statement as a planner, but I think it's going to be a potential nightmare really for the heirs to keep on top of this on their own without a planner with specialized knowledge. It does open up a critical need for IRA planning during the lifetime of the account owner. Really, Roth IRA conversions will be an ever more important planning option. There'll continue to be no RMDs for the owner, no required minimum distributions for the owner of a Roth IRA, and the account growth in a Roth IRA is tax-free for the owner and the heirs. So, Mark, the current tax code expires and reverts to the old tax code at the end of the year 2025. A lot of people don't realize that. So, I think the next few years could present some very powerful planning opportunities in regard to the opportunity to contribute to the IRA after age 72 with earned income. It's nice to have the flexibility However, I really don't see too much of it, but it's an option to have in the planning quiver. Okay. Well, you know, I think we should definitely do a deeper dive into the details of what's going on with this uh, new law, and we'll probably tackle that in early 2020. Uh, so for the time being, you know, we'll put a couple of links up on the website for people to read and all that good stuff. But yeah, so interesting that they're going to go through with the Secure Act, or at least it seems to be that way. Uh, again, we did talk about that earlier in the year. So if you are subscribed to our podcast, you can definitely go back and check that out if you'd like to hear more on the Secure Act. Uh, and of course, you can do that on uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, a couple different resources. Uh, you can also find it at DonaldCash.com. Again, that is DonaldCash.com. And of course, Don is a CPA and a CFP at Donald W. Cash and Associates. And you can also send an email question to the show if you'd like to have that read at the same website. And actually, what we're going to do right now on our Cash Connection, we have got a question for you from Helen in Westfield. And uh, Helen says, Don, I keep getting these fake emails from people that claim to be Nigerian bankers uh, with an official sounding name that wants my personal information to recover a large sum of money in a foreign bank. I know it's obviously fake and I never opened them. However, my friend opened one, uh, opened an email that looked to be from American Express and it was not. And it ended up being a, an opening uh, a link to a virus. Lately, I have been getting uh, fake phone calls from the state that say they're from Social Security and I know they aren't as well and it's getting super annoying. Any thoughts or things we can do out here to protect ourselves? You know, I agree, Helen. It's getting worse and worse out there regarding these scams. And, you know, the bad guys are getting more sophisticated. Myself, I've even recently received some of these scam emails stating that the hacker has my personal information, typically like an old password, mm -hmm. and will take over my computer unless I send them money in the form of a, a Bitcoin and uh, you know some fake emails even like like they're coming from yeah, you like this mm -hmm. one so that's a bit frightening and from what I hear people somehow acquire some information from the what they call the dark web and they might pick up an old password that you used 
and that will th kind of throw you off thinking that looks legitimate, right? Like they have your password and, and they have this information, they could shut down your computer. So, you know, some prudent steps that I've read on this is one, never ever open up an email where it looks like it's coming from you. Okay. So that's, uh, you know, one of those never, never do's. Right, right. Um, and also, Mark, you probably heard this, the IRS and Social Security, they never email <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. You'll get correspondence in the mail. So if you ever see anything that says that, you know, delete yeah, that. Yeah, we get those calls that say this, the sheriff's on the way to lock your house, uh, lock you out of your house if you don't pay the IRS or, and they would not, they don't go that route. <laughs> right. And yeah. even as you mentioned on, um, on the question, you're getting calls like this on your cell phone mm -hmm, yep. nowadays it used to be only on landline phones yep. the other point is always back up the computer i mean that's something that uh, i have it people that that do that uh, and set that up but even myself i check on that regularly to make sure it's being done and if you back up your computer you'll have far fewer problems if there ever is a problem like this with an unintentional opening up a file or having an issue with a virus on your computer. Uh, the other point is keep your passwords in a protected file. Uh, many spreadsheets like Excel will allow you to keep data on the spreadsheet, but the spreadsheet can only be accessed uh, by a passcode. So that's another what, good way to keep your, if you have a list of passcodes, and some people use passcode protector services that will change your password continually. The other point is have a strong password, right? That's something with a lot of characters and letters uh, and upper and lower case. You know, not something like Yankees 2019, if you're a Yankees fan, or, or something that could be obvious and easy to hack. And some uh, people, even my, uh, my IT consultants say passphrases are better than passwords. Like, I love having dinner with my family. You know, it's, it's a little long, but something like that. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. The, using characters and symbols as well. Uh, don't use public Wi-Fi. That's a, a, a real issue, especially for people who are traveling or if they're going overseas. It could be a, a real portal to be able to hack into your computer. And simply don't keep your browser open when you leave your computer. Just turn it off. And uh, when you're away from your computer, we can put up some more links for these do's and don'ts on the podcast. How's that sound, Mark? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put that up there as well. So, yeah, there's a couple of good. It's a great question, Helen. So there's certainly some things in there to think about. And, yeah, I think most of us now, I haven't seen the Nigerian. It used to be like a Nigerian prince or something like that. And then it switched, <laughs> yes. uh, switched to banker or whatever. I haven't seen one of those in a while. But, yeah, I think a lot of us have gotten pretty savvy. Now, here's a little interesting tidbit for you, Don. Uh, which age group do you think gets targeted with these scams the most? Uh, millennials? young uh, People under 30? people in middle age or seniors you know my my intuition would say seniors yeah it's actually the young they actually get is it that more. right yeah they actually get it more uh they get targeted and fall for it more actually because they wow. just don't have the life experience so hmm. so yeah so i think a lot of us definitely uh, keep our eyes on that so yeah great question helen thank you so much hopefully that helps and as always keep listening to the podcast don't forget to subscribe if you have not and share it with those who might benefit as well so we're going to finish off with our getting to know you segment. And Don, you got any big New Year's resolutions since it's the end of the year? 
You know, Mark, actually, I am a big New Year's resolution guy, and I find that I just try to kind of tweak around the ones that I've made on the prior years. I usually divide it into two categories, personal resolutions and business resolutions. So the business stuff is more like goal-oriented activities, meaning what time do I uh, start the day? What time am I going to finish the day? When am I going to be doing certain activities during the week and the day? I find myself generally, you know, over the past several years, more productive mm-hmm. in the morning, let's say between 10 and 2 o'clock. I'm not sure if you're that way as well or if you're more of a, a night owl. No, I'm a night owl, yeah. Are you? So I find that's a good time for me to be doing more of my the work that requires thinking. And if I'm going to be doing other types of work, uh, reading, um, that sort of thing, it'll be more toward the end of the day. And then personal goals would be, you know, things I want to do with uh, my family or with my health, things like that. And you know, typically I write them down and I put them on my desk so I can see them regularly. But you know what I did this year, which was something I'm going to try for next year. I bought something called whiteboard paint. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that, yep. mm-hmm. but I can turn my one of my walls in my home office into a giant whiteboard, <laughs> which yep. I can kind of keep myself on track with my activities and my goals for the day and week. So I tried it. It works pretty good. I, you know, basically it's a it's a whiteboard, but it's a wall of your of your house. Yeah. You paint, yeah. You paint it on the wall there. And, uh, we did that for my daughter one year, uh, in her room. It's pretty cool. Works pretty good. Yeah, it does. So yeah. looking forward to that. And we'll, I guess we'll check in a year from now and see if uh, <laughs> it works and if there's any changes. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll keep tabs on it throughout the course of the year. And, and with that, uh, yeah, we're going to say goodbye to 2019, at least here on the podcast. There's at least an, uh, about another two weeks to go here in the actual month and the actual year. But uh, when we talk to you folks again, it'll be a new, not only year, but decade. Uh, we'll be into 2020 and we'll see what happens right here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Don, as always, thanks for your time, my friend. I hope you have a great holiday season. Thanks to you, Mark, as well. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Enjoy yourselves. Subscribe to our podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify, and so on and so forth. Go to donaldcash.com. Check him out online. Subscribe to it that way or follow the podcast. We appreciate you. And as always, check in with a qualified professional before you take any action on anything you might hear, not only on our show, but others. You can call Don at 800-664-1183. Bye-bye. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.